here to get you ready for an action-packed day of football. We will find out if my markets are worth a damn. The casual better likes the things that don't move. I'm the exact opposite. I want to bet on stuff that's nuts. Hashtag spray the board. Dialed into the latest line movements, injuries, and props. It's BetQL's You Better You Bet Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. Oh, baby. A lot going on right now in the world of sports. Apparently, Europe won the Ryder Cup, which I didn't watch, but Ken informed us in the first hour. Uh, right now, the Jaguars nursing a 20-7 lead. Less than five minutes to go against the Atlanta Falcons in Wembley. They're looking to run this clock out. Uh, Desmond Ritter failing to convert on fourth and goal with Drake London in London. Whatever. Uh, so it looks like this over is dead, but it looks like the Jaguars are going to end up covering. So it looks like Jaguars and the under. Still about four and a half minutes to play. We will see uh, what happens there in Wembley. We will get to... Uh, all the updated line moves on the board for Week 4 NFL Sunday in a second. Best bets coming up in about 40 minutes. Thy Royal Prop King coming up to start, uh, or at least in like, I don't know, 5-10 minutes from now. But Ken, we've got breaking news in the NBA. Damian Lillard on Wednesday traded from the Portland Trailblazers to the Milwaukee Bucks. Drew Holiday went back to Portland in that deal, and all the reports said that uh, the Blazers were going to try to move Drew Holiday to a contender. That has happened. The Blazers have traded Drew Holiday to the Boston Celtics. So Drew Holiday, now a Boston Celtic. The Celtics trading to Portland. Time Lord, Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, the Warriors' 2024 first-round pick, and an unprotected 2029 first-round pick to Portland. So Boston now gets Drew Holiday to join uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum as the Celtics look to go head-to-head with the Milwaukee Bucks, Ken, for Western Conference supremacy. Uh Boston right now plus 500 to win the NBA title. Milwaukee still with shorter odds at plus 400. Your thoughts here, and then we'll get back to the NFL. Yeah, when the uh, when the Celtics lost Marcus Smart in the uh, in the offseason, uh, obviously a former defensive player of the year, like a guy who you like really, really needed and I think some of these playoff series, this kind of looks like a not a one-for-one one swap, but like now you get a guard who does a lot of the same stuff that Marcus Smart did and probably a little bit better score. So like great there. Um, had to sacrifice some of your depth to do it. Like Robert Williams was always an, an upside, but didn't kind of perform because he was never healthy player. They were trying to shop Brogdon anyway and get rid of him. So I don't think that's very surprising. And they had to obviously unload some draft capital that they've been holding for a while. So um, I like the move for Boston. I think it makes them better um, in terms of like, what does that mean for betting? I, I will always just maintain that as long as Jason Tatum is Boston's best player, uh, they are extremely unlikely or just they won't win an NBA title. And uh, they project a lot like they projected the last couple of years. They're going to win a ton of games, probably going to make a deep playoff run because they're going to play teams that they're better than. And then they will run into a team either that they're not better than or a team that they will not play well against somehow late in the postseason, and they will lose, um, as has happened the last couple of years. I would expect nothing different this year. Uh, I think what I'm looking forward to right now is Milwaukee against Boston in the Eastern Conference playoffs, assuming things remain static, no, none of the key players are injured, and Milwaukee is an underdog in that series. Boston has home court. And, uh, and well, I got Will and maybe I a dog. The funniest thing about that series, if you're already, you're, if you're you're already right, trying to measure actually. that up, if you're already trying to measure that up, uh, we always say like team with the best player in the series usually wins or is most likely to win. Uh, Milwaukee has the two best players in the series. So that's, that's going to be pretty easy. So maybe maybe Milwaukee won't be an underdog. I'll still bet them. Maybe they won't be an underdog, though, against Boston coming up in the playoffs. All right, Prop King caught up in a couple minutes. Best bets as we move along. Underdog money line parlay still to come. Teaser conversation still to come. But, Ken, where do we stand right now on the board? Any line moves of note as we are less than an hour from kickoff of the 1 p.m. Eastern slate? 
Yeah, just to briefly, I, I mentioned with Bills Dolphins, I mentioned like, oh, we're you know close to going to three in that game. It hasn't happened yet, like on the doorstep of, of Bills minus three, but that market still remains incredibly stable. God, I may just update everything because this is pretty wild. Uh, Vikings, we talked about out to four and a half. Bryce Young's playing and Carolina's really hurt. That is held at four and a half. There were a couple fives on the board. Those got bet on Carolina. So Vikings four and a half, just basically holding there right now. Denver, Chicago has been very interesting. So throughout the course of the last 48 to 72 hours, money on the Bears, say that again, money on the Chicago Bears has come in, uh, where this was kind of three, three and a half Denver. Now it's not only three, but the threes are getting bet a lot for Chicago. We have the option, or not the option, there's a possibility here that Denver is actually going to close less than a field goal favorite uh, against the Bears. The total in this game is still very high, 47, 47 and a half, but just a lot of money on the Bears at like field goal or more than a field goal numbers. That's very interesting. Deshaun, obviously, you know, if it's DTR, Ravens are going to hold as this favorite like they've been the whole time, like that this injury story has been going on. Ravens two-point favorite on the road against probably DTR and the Browns. Pittsburgh still three against Houston as it's hold on to dear life for us in that game. We bet Pittsburgh will go over to that later in the show. Rams Colts, no movement. Bucks Saints has settled with the possibility or likelihood that Derek Carr is the starting quarterback at Saints minus four with a slightly higher total than what we had originally. So about 41 Saints by about four. There is a four and a half on the board in that game. Haven't talked about commanders Eagles at all. Why is that? Because the Eagles have been more than a touchdown favorite the entire week. It's just been how much more of a more than a touchdown? Is it, is it seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, nine? It's kind of all of those numbers right now. Not the most key numbers. Nine doesn't land very often in an NFL game. So Eagles still holding as that big of a favorite. Uh, will be kind of interesting to see if the Bengals end up closing three on the road against Tennessee. We have an hour until that game kicks off. The two and a halves are mostly juiced pretty heavily towards Cincinnati. So you'd be curious if we do end up seeing three in that game. We already mentioned the Aiden O'Connell, Jimmy G, Brian Hoyer drama with O'Connell starting for the uh, for the Raiders. What does that mean? It means the Chargers are six and a half, seven at home in that game. You did some Cowboys Patriots kind of uh, thoughts on actives and inactives. Mentioned Dallas maybe getting a little bit of good news along the offensive line. Patriots getting a little bit of good news with their secondary. The money in this game all week has been entirely toward New England. Dallas opened a seven point favorite in this game and it's been six and a half. Then it's six. There are five and a halfs now in many places with Dallas and New England. So despite kind of like both teams getting good injury news, maybe you feel like Dallas's offensive line a little healthier. Oh, like maybe maybe they could bet out be a little bit bigger favorite can dominate a team like New England. No, not really. Actually, just continued money on the Patriots, which is pretty interesting. Uh, and then in the two latest starts, so Arizona, San Francisco, which is a 425 Eastern, absolutely nothing going on there, despite like the Debo Samuel injury concerns. He'll play probably. And then Chiefs and Jets, it's just worth noting. I know everyone, Nick and I included, honestly, and I did, did a hit this morning in New York where I just go, like, as long as Zach Wilson is the starting quarterback and, like, that's what it's going to be, I just said, like, I think your choice in the game is don't bet the game or bet the opposite side. And you can always just not bet the game. Like, that's fine. But I just, if this is what it's going to be, he's 32nd out of 32 in everything. They won't score. And they could still win, but, like, why would you bet them? Well, some people disagree with me because the Jets have gotten bet, like, all week. And for the first time this morning, a seven and a half appeared on this game. So Chiefs by seven and a half, it's still there. And just curious as we get closer and closer to kickoff, if we're going to see what we've seen the entire week up to this point, which is despite the fact that like we all think Zach Wilson's bad, despite the fact that like the general public definitely thinks the Chiefs are much better, very likely to win by a lot. Taylor Swift's going to be there, whatever. Despite all of that, the market is moving towards the Jets. And that does not mean, by the way, that the Jets like have to win or Vegas knows or whatever. A lot of times... These really bad teams that get off to bad starts and are huge numbers, especially at home, 
they get bet because it's a really big number. It is the really, really, really big number. And that doesn't mean that like the Jets have to win or they have to cover or this is foretold by the line movement. It's just really interesting. I think all of us like pull 100 out of 100 people. We all think the Chiefs are going to win. We probably all think the Chiefs are going to win by margin. And uh, and yet Sharps, let's say, have uh, have moved this number and are betting the Jets. So the first seven and a half in that game, that's Sunday night football. Chiefs call it eight and a half right now, but seven and a half in one place. Uh, it, it is a big number. I'd argue... Not big enough. I mean, how many points so, do you think they're scoring in the game? Like, I just, listen, what's a realistic point projection for them? 13? Look, yeah, like, just, sharp, you know. like, maybe, maybe, like, the Sharps, whatever. Maybe they're right. Uh, I'll, I'll be with the public tonight on the Kansas City Chiefs. So, Nick, Nikki Public riding with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, just an update, and then we'll do Prop King, an update on uh, Jags Falcons right now at Wembley. The Jaguars have a third and five on the... At the, uh, so they ran the play. Okay. So fourth and three here for the Jaguars. They're going to punt the ball or maybe kick a field goal here. Uh, base, game's basically over. Jaguars are going to cover the spread, and it looks like we're going to go under the total. So Jaguars 20-7, to seven, maybe 23-7 will be the final score. Maybe Atlanta gets a touchdown at the end of the game. But this game is all but done right now in Wembley. Do you... Uh... Do you think this is enough to get Taylor Heineke to start next? Who does Atlanta even have now? That's a bad job by me not knowing the answer to that. But um, whoever they have, or if they're on a bye, whenever they come out of their bye, like what uh, what makes sense? I'm bringing it up right now. They're home against Houston, which is a pretty advantageous time to make a quarterback change if you wanted to do it. Like you're not putting the the new quarterback in a really, you know, really uh, disadvantageous situation. Do Do you think that's enough? Do you think we ever see so, Heineke next week? So I'm. I, I'm not hearing like the game broadcast, obviously, because we're doing the show. I'm just watching it. And while the Jaguars were running out the clock and Atlanta was taking timeouts there, leading to this fourth and three on the other side of the two-minute warning, the television broadcast just kept... And I, again, like I don't have audio up, so I don't have the proper context, but they kept showing Drake London sitting by himself, looking furious. And then Desmond Ritter also sitting by himself, looking like crestfallen with like with what's happened. So maybe I'm making something out of nothing, and I'm inferring something that's not necessarily there. But I think even without the audio, like the video team, like the ESPN Plus video, is like they are trying to like paint a picture of, of discord in Atlanta, and it, it's not it's not a terribly hard picture to paint with yeah, how the offense is seven points. There. Yeah. Remember Arthur Smith all the pictures after week you one. And uh, they won in week one against Carolina. And Arthur Smith said, Drake London doesn't care that he went zero for zero. He cares about winning. I I guarantee Drake London cares. You know who else also, would care? Not winning. Yes. But like, do you know who else would care? Me, you, everybody. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Of course he cares. Of course they care. The wide receiver's not getting the football. He's a first-round top-ten pick. Get the hell out of here. So the Jaguars will let you know when the game is final and what the final score is. But for now, uh, Prop King, by the way, 1-0 and thus far on this week four mm. Sunday. Christian Kirk over receiving yards given out earlier today on my show on WFAN. Obviously couldn't give it out on this show because, you know, it would have been a time paradox. Can't break the laws of... Time and physics. So Christian Kirk cashes for the Prop King. So 1-0 to start this week four NFL Sunday. So without further ado, it's time for the rest of the props. As the Prop King descends down from thy royal throne, traipses across thy royal purple velvety carpet, over to thy royal balcony to gaze down upon you, the peasants, to issue prop winners week four NFL Sunday. <laughs> Now 
approaching the betting window. It is your prop king, Nick Costos. All hail King Costos. All hail King Costos. For the people watching on video, I still don't understand why on Sunday the prop king's in a suit in the, in the video at the it's VIP suite. I, honestly, yeah. like I, I don't think it makes sense, but it's really, really, really funny, and I want to, I want to keep doing it in perpetuity. It's it's the VIP suite. It's absolutely hilarious. All right, so the prop king off to a one and zero start. Let's keep the good times rolling here, week four NFL Sunday. Let's go to Buffalo and Miami. Thy Royal Bills and thou Royal Dolphins. As I get into the uh, the royal state of mind here, uh, Jalen Waddle. 60 and a half receiving yards. Last year, in two games against Buffalo, the Tua Tungavailoa started. Waddle over 100 receiving yards in both those games. Did not have a great game when Skylar Thompson was the quarterback in the playoff game. Also, Skylar Thompson was the quarterback. And he played decently in that game. He's also not as good as Tua Tungavailoa. We had Matt Harmon on the show on Friday of Yahoo Sports, creator of Reception Perception, which has kind of like changed the way that they fantasy football players evaluate wide receivers. And he was saying that he loves Waddle's matchup against the Sean McDermott defense. Good enough for me, Jalen Waddle, over 60 and a half receiving yards. This one pains me. I drafted Dalton Kincaid everywhere in fantasy this year. Bills took him in the first round. The thought was going to be he's going to be like the down the seam, like tight end, stretching, stretching the field for Buffalo. They missed out on the wide receivers, obviously, in the NFL draft by the time like their, their pick came up. So they take Dalton Kincaid. Also, like they don't really throw him the football. The reliable option here, and maybe Kincaid blows up. Like, it's possible. He's got tons of talent. First-round pick, obviously. I think in a game like this, that Buffalo, like, doesn't have to have to win, but kind of has to win early in the season against undefeated Miami. I feel like it'll be all reliable, like getting the ball out of the tight end group. That'll be Dawson Knox over 23-and-a-half receiving yards. Some anytime touchdowns here. I'm going to say a name of a player that no one's heard of. Julian Hill. Has anyone heard of Julian Hill? Julian Hill. Uh, Durham Smythe has been Miami's starting tight end this season. Last week, Julian Hill played a lot more than Durham Smythe. Now, maybe that's because... <laughs> this is Ken Wright's Jonah's brother. It's a good line. Uh, maybe that's because Miami was up by literally 50 points, and they just, like, pulled Durham Smythe from the game. Also, like, Acham played the entire game. Moster played the entire game. Ken also writes, let's hope he's not super bad. Thank you. I should, Ken should be doing this segment. He's got the jokes I don't hear. <laughs> Uh, if I'm Julian like Hill's gonna, I, I'm not on sometimes I need it. Uh, Julian Hill, let's split the bet: beer and pizza money. First touchdown and anytime touchdown for Julian Hill today for the Miami Dolphins. We have played the Bills running back at the longest odds the last two weeks. It's been Latavius Murray both times. He's cashed both times. So sports books have adjusted. Now the Bills running back at the longest odds to score a touchdown today is Damian Harris. James Cook's their best running back. Also, he doesn't get the ball in the red zone. Damian Harris anytime touchdown. And like it'll probably be Devon Achan and Raheem Mostert getting the ball down in the red zone for the Miami Dolphins. But Salvan Ahmed is going to be active today. Let's toss a couple bucks on Salvan Ahmed anytime touchdown for the Miami Dolphins. On the other side, the rest of the props, yardage and anytime touchdown for the entire slate today. We will race through it, so we have time in the next segment for the underdog money line parlay and teaser conversation. Best bet still to come here. Countdown to kickoff with Nick and Ken.